podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome to Noon on Tuesday. I'm your host, Gina, from Venissimo Cheese. And it's really exciting today because October is American Cheese Month. And we are speaking with a great cheesemaker, Joe Moreta, from Valley Ford Cheese in Valley Ford, Northern California. Welcome, Joe. How are you? Hey, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm so glad you could. Um, we've run into each other now multiple times. I got to go visit you at the Creamery ones. You guys were so kind to come down to the cheese festival at the fair this year. And now here you are. This is really great. And I really appreciate it. Um, let's see. So being that it's the, the cheese month and Valley Ford cheese, uh, one of the cheeses that Venissimo absolutely loves and is really one of our favorites is Grazen Girl. Um, but you have other cheeses as well. So we're going to talk about all of those today. But kind of let's start with, uh, Joe, I know that you work with your mom in the creamy, creamery. Tell us a little bit about just the story of Valley Ford cheese. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the... Dairy Farm in Valley Ford has actually been in my family since 1918. We're celebrating our 100-year anniversary since my great-great-grandfather purchased the ranch and started milking cows. And um, so for about 90 of those years, we always shipped the fluid milk to local creameries. Uh, But about nine years ago, my mom started the small cheese company. She uh, took a short class at uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo on uh, making cheese, and she did a bunch of research and trial and error. And um, before long, we were making small batches of cheese, and uh, it's kind of just grown from there. From there, what was your first cheese that you made? So our original cheese is our Estero Gold. It's uh, like a hard sharp Italian style cheese. Kind of the whole theme of our product line um, is Italian style, um, kind of honoring our ancestors. And so the Estero Gold comes in two versions. We have the original, which is about six months aged. And then we also hold some over for about two years and sell it as Estero Gold Reserve. And at that stage, the cheese is very similar to a Parmesan style of cheese or that grana, like hard, hard, sharp um, style of cheese. And I can attest, it's delicious. So we have those ones. <laughs> oh, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so then, so for, I'd say maybe three or four years, that my mom got the cheese company going while I was actually still in college. Um, you know, on a very small scale, she was making cheese and kind of getting new clients and selling at the farmer's markets. And um, then I came home in 2010, uh, December of 2010, mm-hmm. and we launched our Fontina-style cheese, which is a Highway 1, mm-hmm. and um, we've been just growing production of that, and uh, and then we launched a Grazing Girl about a year and a half ago. That's awesome. Did you go to school specifically for cheese making then? Uh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I attended uh, Cal Poly San mm-hmm. Luis Obispo. And I graduated with a bachelor's of science in dairy science. And in the dairy science department, you have uh, two options you can emphasize in husbandry, which mm-hmm. is what my brother did. Oh, okay. And that, that would be in the case of if you wanted to you know, 
have a career with the animals, the cows, or um, animal nutrition, or if you wanted to go on to become a vet, um, that would be the path you would take. But uh, the one that I chose is dairy products technology, which Mm. we got a great overall um, education with all the science behind everything, basically everything turning milk into a product, Um, and then also plant operations, sales and marketing, um, pricing, history, all the sure. kind of a good general overview. Um, for that. For for aspiring cheesemakers, Joe, is that something, is that a four-year program? How 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 invested, yeah. you know, is it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, it's a, it's a sure. typical four-year bachelor. Well, actually, it took me four and a half, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it is a bachelor's yeah. science degree. Yep. Right, right, right. To do this, that is just that's just something. Um, because are you at the Valley Ford Creamery, our, our farmstead? Because do you use only milk from your cows? Yes. So mm-hmm. right now on our dairy farm, we milk about five hundred and twenty-five cows, mm-hmm. um, and we are. About we process about fifteen percent of the overall milk supply right now um, with our into our cheese. So uh, somewhere around eighty five percent of the milk is still sold to local creameries. Um, oh, nice! However, the whole the whole you know goal over time is to increase that percentage, and and hopefully someday the milk doesn't ever have to have to leave. Had leave, and you would use it all. That will be huge. You got eighty five percent room to grow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, when it's uh, and you know when I first graduated and came home, it'll be eight years ago uh, in December. We we were we were processing in a little ninety gallon cheese vat mm-hmm. about three or four days a week, and mm-hmm. now we have we're doing four hundred fifty gallons of milk six days a week. Um, so it's a pretty dramatic increase in production. That's um, really we're something. Hoping to. Even increase more from there. So yeah, my gosh, and that have you have you found Joe? Is the demand there? Is is that forcing you to increase production, or is it the reverse? You're increasing production and then therefore helping build demand. You know, we've uh, it, it took quite a while to kind of hit that equilibrium, uh, but we you know we actually I, I would say it leans more towards. Um, the demand is there, mm-hmm. and so we are increasing production to meet that. And we've had some. We travel to trade shows and all over the country and conferences and promote our product. And uh, down we came down to your festival down yeah. in San Diego, and mm-hmm. we we've been getting a great reaction to our products, and so yeah. it led us towards um, the goal of increasing production, and then also. Uh, we're gearing up to open our own retail shop oh, nice. about a mile down the mm-hmm. road from the farm. Um, and so we have to increase production for that now because the cheese has to age. So uh, sure. we're hoping to open in the next couple months. So. Oh, that's awesome. You were talking about that. Would that be in the in the town of Valley Ford itself? Yes. So mm-hmm. the little town of Valley Ford, it's a uh, population 126. <laughs> There's a more cows than there's people. About <laughs> twenty times more cows than people. Um, and, but we are about five minutes from Bodega Bay, so um, it's a tourist destination. You pretty much have to drive through Valley Ford to get to Bodega Bay, and nice. so we um, we had the opportunity to 
purchased this facility in in the town, which is about a mile away from the farm, and uh, we've been in a three-year permitting slash remodel, um, and we are about ready to open. So yeah, you must be it's been a long at the journey, day. but right. But, yeah, definitely. And definitely. will you? But will you? Oh, that'll be really it. great. Oh, sure, sure. And it is—it's just—it's charming. I just remember going through Valley Ford. It's super charming. So if you're going to buy cheese, you want to buy it there. It's just—it adds to the experience for sure. Yeah. Do you plan on doing any like um, of the aging there? Like, will people get to see stacked wheels or anything like that? Yeah. So, so like I said, it was always kind of our dream to have our own retail shop and mm-hmm. go direct to the customer, especially in Valley Ford. Um, and but the facility um that we purchased is it's fairly large so it we it gave us the opportunity to do much more than just sell cheese nice. we also have uh, local beer and wine on tap um a f- uh coffee and espresso bar a gelato machine and then a kitchen slash bakery. Oh, nice. And then while you're enjoying all this stuff, um, you can look through these giant windows, and there will be a couple thousand uh, sterile gold cheeses aging on the shelf. What? So it'll be kind of fun uh, yeah. for the for the customers to, to check that out. Oh, to check. That is really good. That's beautiful. Ah, oh, that's such a cool thing. I don't think anybody can appreciate what it's like. And I'm going to put some pictures up from when we visited, you know, your original, you know, creamery there, um, to see all the um, wheels stacked up. I, I wish you could get smell-o-vision because I wish you could really smell what was was there because that, that combination too. But it is something to, to see. Um, how long How long do those age? Like, will somebody be in there? Will ever, anybody get to see them get brushed, you know, turned, brushed, whatever you do to them? Yes. So um, the cheeses that'll be in there are going to actually be our Estero Gold Reserve. Uh, so those will be the ones that are nearing mm-hmm. two years aged. Okay. So they're fairly low maintenance at that point. Um, but yes, there will be probably once a week uh, someone in there flipping and wiping the cheese. Yeah. And then actually I kind of left this out earlier, but uh, another part of the new facility is we are building a brand new uh, cut and wrap facility. And so we are going to move our shipping and receiving and our cut and wrap up from the farm down to the new facility. Oh, nice. So, and there's new windows and or there's big windows so customers can look through while we're doing all that work. Sure. Too. See the process of happening. Is is your um, dairy, is, yeah. is, the, is the farm on the California Cheese Trail? Is that something that people can do or, or not? I don't remember. Um, I believe I, I believe it was uh, when we had a meeting with them last year. We asked them not to put us on there for the last version, just mm-hmm. because we're not open to the public sure. on the farm. Yeah, but we did we did inform them that in 2019 we would love to be on it with yeah. our new facility. With down the in facility, oh that yeah, that's that's really great. Oh, I think it'd be super. So I'm assuming then some of the dishes that you're going to have on the menu or have some of your cheeses melted on there and. Such, yes, <laughs> yes it will be, <laughs> lots of it that. Will all be, <laughs> yes, it will all be revolving around our cheese. That's for sure. Oh, that's great. Could a person there um, buy a whole wheel from you? Like, would, is that a, does Definitely. anybody ever do that? Like, we yeah, have, I think whole wheels. Um, yeah, and we actually have a, a special refrigerator that we have set up uh, specifically for mm-hmm. that. Nice, and so we. If customers would like pre-packed wedges to go, they can grab and go. Or if they want some fresh cuts or a whole wheel, we have a little bit of everything. Oh, that's really great. 
That sounds good. I want to get there hopefully this year then. And then it's all, yeah, definitely. We'd love to have you. It's, yeah. uh, it's also going to be a great, uh, great place for us to potentially try some new products out and see how customers like it. Yeah. Um, a nice test so bed. Kind of exciting. Too. Sure, sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I want to go back a little bit to the farm because being a farmstead um, is, is, is pretty unique. And to be able to use completely your milk and with the animals um and 525 of them this is a big farm (laughs) yeah yes well in in our uh, in our north north coast uh, region i would say it's about an average size dairy farm okay if you took that number down to the central valley it'd be one of the smaller smaller ones ones, sure Um, but for our specific area yeah it's it's a fairly average farm it's a full-time it's a full-time operation. We have my grandpa, my uncle, and my brother on the farm, and then mm-hmm. there's uh, six there's six workers, three milkers, and three outside yeah. guys. And it's it's a it's a fairly large operation. Operation, that's kind of all. Yeah. Ever known, yeah. All that, yeah, exactly. Grew up with it, and it's so interesting. I think that's great that it is such a family affair. Nobody's um had had to denounce themselves from the family. You all work well together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. It's, uh, you know, especially with me and my brother, it's it's kind of we don't really ever step on each other's shoes because he, he, he doesn't do the cheese thing and I don't do the cow thing. So, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> kind of, uh, we yeah. you know we we talk and keep in touch with it, whatever everything is going on. But uh, right, yeah, no, it's worked out pretty well. Pretty well. Now you um, mentioned you know this goes back to like 1918. Was it? I know you used uh, Jersey cows. Is what the most of the herd is right? Is that correct? Yes, the herd mm-hmm. for a hundred years has been one hundred percent Jersey. One hundred percent Jersey. So they that wanted is, that from the uh, beginning. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, and it really worked out great for us with the cheese. They have really, the cows are really producing some high components mm-hmm. in the milk, and so we it's it's um, perfect for cheese making for the cheese making because um, they are very very Jersey milk is renowned for its richness. Is that correct? Yes, so they mm-hmm. so the jerseys uh, tend to produce uh, like less volume, mm-hmm. um, but the but the the composition of the milk, the fat, the protein, um, all of the good important stuff that matters to cheese making, uh, they are very um, dense in those areas. Nice. So so and, uh, really lends yeah, itself to it creamy, dreamy cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep, really good. Yep. Um, is or do you think there are any descendants from original cows still? Is the line still in the cow cows there from the so very our, beginning? Our herd, yeah, uh, yeah. For one hundred years, it's been a closed yeah. herd, which means that we we don't uh, we do not purchase animals yeah. from other farms. This is all wow. strictly genetics mm-hmm. and passing down from generation to gen- generation. Right. That is so cool. Do you um, can can a person buy just milk from you guys, or is that a whole different beast? Or do you only yeah, sell? Yeah, so to the... we actually we no we we don't we're pretty much contracted out with whatever milk we don't uh, we mm-hmm. don't make for our own cheese. Okay, and you know there's some liability reasons and uh, like for them. can't just sell sell milk out the door to anybody. Yeah. But, okay. So if a person um, wanted to come and get some raw but milk down to try the road. It, yeah. We are looking to branch out into uh, maybe some new products other than just cheese. Ooh, like what? And 
the new the new cheese shop will be a mm-hmm. perfect spot to test that out. We, yeah. Uh, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, we are looking to expand into maybe some gelato slash ice cream. Mm. Um, and then if we could get some fresh fluid milk um, down at the cheese shop with some just some low pasteurization, uh, I think people would really enjoy that. Too. Yeah, to really taste something uh, that real, uh, <laughs> that close to the animal yeah. <laughs> would be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, have you ever dabbled like in yogurts and things like that? Or are you thinking more the ice cream route? Uh, you know, I well, we, when I was in school, we, we had classes on all mm-hmm. the different products. And so I, sure. I've done it. However, that's a while ago. And, and to be honest, you learn a heck of a lot more actually uh, working in the real world and, and making it and learning learning by doing rather than in the classroom. So I can't say I'd be too confident with anything else without some serious uh, preparation. Serious testing and prepping. No, that that makes good sense. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about, you know, the story of Grey's and Girl. We do absolutely love that cheese. It's it's beautiful. It's obviously delicious. But I know there's big challenges in creating a blue cheese. Um, So how did it come about? Whose idea? uh, Yeah. Well, it was, uh, so, so my mom had, had pretty much already developed Estero Gold and the Highway 1 um, before I came home. And so I was kind of anxious to kind of have my own cheese to launch. And so I, I was uh, at the Fancy Food Show in uh, January, and it was, uh, or this was four or five years ago, and I really, really enjoyed a soft like creamy gorgonzola from Italy mm-hmm. and it really got me thinking I wonder if I could replicate this as close as possible and so we have been working on it and working on it and trial and error and trial and error and research and talking to consultants and it took a long time but we are finally selling it finally selling it did you have epic fails like what would you say oh, was yeah. the worst story like what <laughs> <an> happened <laughs> You know, it's it's a really it's a really difficult um, idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> product development when you're doing aged cheeses because it can be to the point where you you do a test batch of cheese and then you have to wait two or three months till you can really judge its progress, and then if it if it isn't going well, then you have yeah. to pretty much throw it away and oh. and start over again, and then it and months then if the next passed. one's no good, then you yeah take notes and try to learn from it, and it. It was that process for about, you know, I'd say about three years. I believe it. Um, yeah. Where we would we would sell we would sell the cheese like at our local farmers markets um, and some local small markets around here, but we didn't launch it on the big like distribution scale until um, late last year. Yeah. What a challenge. And you have to keep those guys separate from your – they have a separate room? Do they age in a different place? Yes, we yes we do. So we actually make it in the same facility. And, and I know technically I think if you talk to experts, it's probably not a good idea. But we just try to focus as much as possible on cleanliness mm-hmm. and sanitation. And we have a, a pretty in-depth passive plan that we go over with our employees, and we're pretty proud of um, – how we maintain the whole uh, facility. Sure. But, uh, yes, once it's made, uh, the next day it does go out to a separate aging room. Okay. Because you have to keep those little blues contained, yes? 
the mold. Yeah, so. <laughs> so we, you know, we've never we've never really had a uh, had a scare yet, but you always want to be cautious. Um, we just really, like I said, try to focus on cleanliness, even in even in the aging rooms. Um, and then mm-hmm. actually, our cheeses get wrapped. We actually age them in a wrapping, uh, mm-hmm. like a wax flash paper, mm-hmm. um, and they they get wrapped at about two weeks. So they kind of they stay contained relatively well in those wraps. Self contained, and that's for all of them, all the varieties. The gorgonzolas, yeah. For, yeah. Okay, for the gorgonzolas, yeah. They're, it is really inherently creamy. There's no added cream or anything to this. I don't know if you can share any recipes. No, yeah. No, it's, it's just really the milk <laughs> itself, the Jersey milk that it contributes to this creaminess. Yeah, no, it's 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 a uh, it's a tricky it's a tricky thing to get because um, you I wanted like a good amount of blue molding mm-hmm. because I think that's really you know I mean that's what people buy blue style cheeses for they can identify with that Um, but i i didn't want crumbly because there's so many amazing blue crumbly cheeses out there already and so i was kind of trying to go for something with a little a little on the softer side and a little bit on the milder side sometimes people take a bite of a blue cheese or a gorgonzola and it can be pretty overpowering But I feel like ours is is relatively mild, and uh, we've had a pretty big response at, at farmers markets. I'll talk to consumers, and and they'll, they'll tell me that they don't eat blue cheese or gorgonzola, and I'd say, oh, Try just this. give it a shot anyways, and and they end up liking it. And so, mm-hmm. so that's uh, kind of just how it's developed over time. Right, right. And we we still do like minor minor tweaks here and there if we think things can be improved, but. But the general the general recipe is down. So. Right, you're feeling confident about. It. Well, don't change it too much. It's it's awesome. <laughs> it's really really good. I love it. I love it. The um, Thank you. I know it, you 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 it uh, drains or ages a little bit in a basket, right? That's how you get that beautiful exterior. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so our sterile gold and our highway one, mm-hmm. um, they get pressed after they get taken out of the vat. Um, so they have a special 10-pound mold, and it goes into the press mm-hmm. and then the brine tank. The gorgonzola is a different process. Once it comes out of the vat, it doesn't get pressed. We, we don't want to press that moisture out. We want that moisture in the cheese. Um, and the special plastic molds that we use to shape the cheese, yes, they're in kind of uh, similar to a basket, or they call it a basket weave mm-hmm. uh, plastic mold. So... Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah, it adds a nice neat, touch. Mm-hmm. It does yeah. on a board. Yeah, and then do you brush it? Is it, it get it, does it get salted or anything as it ages? So so yes. Yeah, so those cheeses do not get. Uh, they don't go into the brine tank. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the next day after they get made, they go out to their separate aging room, mm-hmm. and that's where they get hand salted. So it's quite a bit more uh, labor goes into it. Um, so it gets salted. Uh, the next day, and then the, then they get flipped and salted again. So they get two separate saltings. And then about seven days later, we punch the holes into the cheese, and that's mm-hmm. how it gets um, the oxygen in there so the blue molding can develop. Sure. And a couple days after that, they get wrapped, and that's pretty much and there they go. the end of the process until they're ready to get sold. Yep. Yeah. And so we're many- also, mm-hmm. the one, when I, when I said we're tinkering with, certain things really the only thing is the aging 
we're just we're still trying to figure out is the best age to sell this cheese two months three months four months five months where yeah that's a that's that's where we're still just trying to nail it down right perfectly. how's what's the oldest piece you've ever had of that and tasted yourself uh, we, we really haven't aged much <laughs> yeah well we've been, you're selling it all selling <laughs> exactly it's, uh, it's kind of hard <laughs> Uh, but but right now, I'd say the majority of our cheese is getting sold at a hair over three months. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so, nice. About and we're pretty happy with it. So. Yeah. No, I just it's just it's lovely. It's delicious, and it, it it knocks off all those things that are important. I think in cheese, especially if you're having a cheese board, or like you said, if you're scared of blue, maybe a little bit, or just not convinced that blue can be really good. This is great because you get mm-hmm. you do get blue if you're a blue lover. Yep, I still get the blue. But if you're not, it's still something to try. Do you have um? Yeah, that's, abs- that's what we're going. Yeah, exactly. No, that's great. How about um your absolute favorite pairings? What what would you like? What do you eat with Grayson Girl? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if you talk to my mom, she could give you every <laughs> wine to pair it with. Or, <laughs> but me, I'm kind of just like an old fashioned guy. I put it on a burger. Oh, okay. Um, or I just, we, uh, I love to do, like, if we have gatherings uh, for any reason, we do appetizer plates. And um, we actually sell it to our local uh, hotel restaurant in Valley Ford, and they, they put it in their salad, and it is amazing. Nice. The salad, so. Do they just do, like, a little slice, or they it. do kind of break it up a little bit? Uh, yeah, they, yeah. kind of both, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Really good stuff. It's, it's been going well. We, I, I would, I would actually say we we sell fifty percent of it to restaurants and fifty percent to to retail. Yeah. Or, okay. The market. Yeah. Oh, so it's really definitely good. a good cooking cooking cheese. Yeah, I mean, cheese all around is so good. What what uh, other than obviously coming up your retail establishment? Are there other cheeses in your dream world that you you'd like to create someday? <laughs> In Joe's, yes, yes so, well, Joe's actually, mind. <laughs> uh, this is it's uh, good timing that we're talking today because last weekend we, for the first time in our company's history, sold a pasteurized cheese. Oh, first time, okay. And yes, and it's I've been kind of messing around with with a cream style cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're calling it a farmer's cheese. Oh, um, I, I would say it it is kind of a combination of like a fromage blanc, a chev, um, a cream cheese. If you kind of bundled all that up in one cheese, that's that's kind of what I would compare it to. Oh nice. So this and is And so but and 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 the fun the fun exciting part is we made it on Wednesday and we were sold out of it on Friday. So that's gotta be something was, for you. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to wait three months, six months. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty dramatic difference than sterile gold reserve, which I made earlier this morning and so it's some of it won't get sold for two years from now so right yeah crazy which explains you know oh, yeah. yeah oh the dedication I, I gotta tell you joe for cheesemaker thank you <laughs> from the bottom <laughs> of my heart because i tried epic fail of trying another batch of mozzarella today you know just the curds didn't come together and if nobody can realize how hard you work and to get it right you know, thank you yeah, it's really trial and error and a good you got to be surrounded by a good team and, yeah and obviously we wouldn't be anywhere without our customers and our buyers and, and uh, 
people like Venissimo. Yeah, we just love it. Well, you're well. Thank you. And we will continue to promote all the Estero Gold, the Highway One, and obviously Grey's and Girl. And if anybody wants to come in and try these, stop by because we have them and they are completely delicious. If you want to learn more about Valley Ford Cheese, you can um, obviously look them up online. And Joe, thank you. Say hi to your mom, your brother. Pet the cows for me. I'm going to put up some great pictures, like I said, that we put at noonontuesday.com. Check it out. And you can kind of just see a little bit of the farm behind the scenes. And then um, if you ever make it up to Valley Ford, Bodega Bay, um, definitely stop by their new place. And wish you all the best. And look forward to trying this new farmer's cheese. (laughs) I hope that that will come down the pike. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for having me. Of course, Joe, take care. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And ciao for now. Hi, fellow cheese lovers. Cheese Whiz Gina here, and I invite you to subscribe to our Noon on Tuesday podcast to hear all about cheese all the time. You can listen on iTunes or SoundCloud or subscribe via FeedBurner under Noon on Tuesday. You can also watch us live every week on Facebook at Benissimo Cheese at, you guessed it, noon every Tuesday Pacific time. We're fun, we're cheesy, so tune in and tell your friends to tune in too. Ciao. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.